Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. The rise, fall, and rise of one Eldrick Woods. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. So I, uh, I was rooted against Tiger because he's a dick. Honestly, I just he was. Uh, I was raised to you know, believe in good sportsmanship and that sort of thing. And as Jack Nicholas said, his dad taught him. When you lose, you shake the guy's hand, you look him in the eyes and tell him congratulations, and you make him believe it. That sort of thing. And Tiger was always su- such the robo-killer, the, like, Terminator. He would never, in an, uh, if he lost by one and somebody else played the most miraculous round of golf ever seen, he wouldn't give any credit to anybody else. He was the robo-killer, um, which worked for him. Um, you know, was that he, part he was of the his, greatest ever? Was that part of his edge, though? I mean, yeah. was it yeah. not only just his personality, a strategy? Yeah, I think it absolutely was. Yeah, he was the. It's like Mike Tyson thing, right? You just have people so freaked out by you they can't even function, right? And t- until that explodes, and then it all falls apart. Yeah, there's there's a lot of gamesmanship in golf where you try to get in other guys' heads, and there are kind of subtle ways to do that. But Tiger, his one of his things was nobody was comfortable around him, really. Because he was an extremely hard guy to know, and he would never like be friendly and accommodating or whatever during a round. Nobody could have ever gotten in my head in golf. There's not enough room in there with my own Amen self-loathing. <laughs> There's so so many voices up there. You, got, com- you can't even be heard. I you think com- you can get me to doubt me more than me? <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. luck. Right. I was, yeah, I'm the best at that. I was so, when I back when I played golf, especially when I was actually playing in tournaments in high school, I was so special, just so consumed with self-doubt and, and my own view of myself. No no other human being was ever going to be able to crack that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching, like, I just tuned in late to the tournament, but I was watching the last couple holes, and I couldn't imagine the stress of, imagine playing a round of golf where you actually have to play every shot you hit. <laughs> I would never leave the course. Take a long right. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with that many people watching, mm-hmm. and I don't care how long I've played the game and I've watched the game since I was a little kid, the way you have humanity on each side of you, and these guys are hitting, sometimes it's like tricky shots under trees or whatever, and there's you could easily like end a kid's life. Oh, heck yeah, yeah you could yeah. kill somebody. And even the pros will occasionally, you know, hit a hit a, sh- a shank, uh, a hosel rocket, as we call <laughs> it sorry, in the what? biz. Um, and oh my God, I, I can't, just that alone. I was playing the other day, and... The guys were like ahead of me to my right, where if I hit a terrible shot, I could hurt somebody. And I just couldn't get it out of my head. And indeed, I hit that terrible shot just because it was in my head. So I guess I have to get used to that. But uh. now, Augusta. So I still watch that and think, oh, sweet God, don't kill somebody. <laughs> now, at Augusta, you're not allowed to have a cell phone at all, right? Oh, no, no, absolutely. Check all not. those in at the, at the door. Yeah. Somebody was telling me that one of the great things about going there is the food because, like, their hot dogs are a buck. I mean, oh, yeah. everything is like super cheap. All the concessions and, yeah. and accommodations and everything are extremely reasonable in wow. respite. 
I've I've said for my entire life I'm going to go, and I never have. Right. I probably ought to. Um, As of course, a fan to watch it, damn near. yeah, just to yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to play the course someday, um, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. They won't have me, and who can blame them? But uh, getting back to Tiger, so I'm trying to remember all the aspects of his his downfall because there's a lot of like tragically funny stuff. I mean, starting with the infamous night where he's got a head full of Ambien. His right. wife is trying to cave in his head with a 9 Thanksgiving 2009. Right. That's and a heck of a Thanksgiving. He's crashing into trees and mailboxes <laughs> right. and everything, fleeing his angry, gorgeous Swedish wife. With a couple of little kids in the house, or yeah. one little kid in the house. Yeah, I think, yeah, he had a couple, I yeah. think. But, um, And then, you know, the cops show up and kind of everybody, remember, everybody covered it up, more yeah. or less. Yeah, it was a simple uh, accident in which he brushed against a mailbox and a tree and a retaining wall and uh, several other things, and his back window got broken somehow how did this, with a golf club. How did this story get broken wide open? I don't remember that now. How did it get broken open to where like women started coming forward and then they all started trying to get more attention than the last one that came forward because right. they were becoming... You know, celebrities in their own right. Well, right. They went from some of them hoes to publicity hoes, which is a fairly easy transition. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. How did the reality of it get out? Well, well wasn't it was just it, intrepid reporting? It or? Wasn't it the, the attack? She attacked a car, right. and gradually it came out that that was because of the phone incident. Yeah, where, but how did that come out? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was one of the local papers. Did Elon? I wonder, that's his wife's name, his yeah. ex-wife. I wonder yeah. if she leaked some of it. She might have. Yeah, it was about infidelity, and then because it's the modern times and nothing is secret now, right. eventually those phone records just got out. And, and uh, yeah, wasn't it one of the the alleged uh, Perkins waitresses actually ended up selling some of her yep. voicemails and stuff like that? Well, yeah, I was, yeah, or because he was getting with porn stars and waitresses, famously Perkins. Well, I think the Rachel Ucatel one was the, I think she's the one that he met in Vegas, and she was a reality star wannabe, so she willingly, you know, started like, you know, making the rounds and doing interviews. Mm. She wanted to be a, right. a celebrity. Right. Yeah. Then he was briefly a Buddhist. I don't know oh, how that that's was. Right. Didn't he go to sex rehab clinic? Yeah, I think so, and embraced his Buddhism. Um, Tiger might have been one of the first sex rehab people. I think we may have made jokes about Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still a Buddhist? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know if he ever was. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. No. No. Just Get a little centered. He's obviously got a strong mind. Just a uh, little lack of self-control when it comes to the, uh, the well, that, ladies. That's the crazy thing about having a strong mind. There's all kinds of men and women who can be incredibly disciplined around one area and have no discipline around another area. That's what's interesting. Sure. And that's yeah. common with a lot of human beings. Yeah. And often it's the sex thing that's the often, uh, yeah. the kink. The weak point, the can't say no point. Of course, you know, we're designed to desire sex. Well, previous generations were. Young people these days are sexless, you know, <laughs> strange rangers. But anyway. You said something at the beginning about the rise and fall and fall and rise. Oh, and one Tiger. Eldrick Woods. Tiger Woods and the rise and fall. I had a thought. I had a deep thought about that. Ah. Some deep thought, but it split it out of my head for some reason. Yeah, he had his first win. He hugged his dad, and then he hugged his boy in the same spot as the circle of life yeah. continues, and uh, the clock keeps on ticking, and we're all dying slowly from time. And 
Wow. So, this uh, was a happy podcast. There's yeah. that. Um, now he's dating a restaurant manager girl, which she's manager at one of his restaurants. There, there's no reason why that can't work out and be fine. Yeah. What? Who should he it's marry? A, marry a, a model, right? Isn't that what the universe demands? Well, like I said, I worked in a lot of <laughs> uh, bar restaurant situations or hung around a lot of them. And the owner dating one of the waitresses is a just part of the deal. Right. And when it doesn't happen, that's notable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and occasionally I saw them get married and they never worked out. But you know, really, that doesn't mean anything. Sorry to hear that. And there's a story out that his new girlfriend that he kissed at the end of the Masters yesterday uh, had been running around Jupiter, Florida, saying, I'm going to date a pro golfer for the last 10 years. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to speak things into existence. You got to <laughs> gotta put it up there on your dream board, and if you, you got to make it happen. Yeah, what, are you against goals now or what? I, that, that <laughs> Goal setting. Gal. That's, that's a young that's person it. who knows what they want, and they go after it. See yeah. it, be it. She's wearing an odd floppy black hat, though. I didn't. I found her hat somewhat off-putting. But uh, was she trying to stay under the radar? Just trying to keep the sun off of her. She's pale, uh, pale girl, mm. fair-skinned. Uh, so, uh, Michael, you got that name off your phone song? Because we only played a little bit of it on the air. Yeah, I could grab it. Let me, let me see if I can try and get it on here. Hold on. You're gonna try and get it on there? He says over the wind machine. <laughs> when are they gonna fix the blanket air conditioning? <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's some. It's not like the Falcon Heavy rocket. It's an air Do you remember the last time this went out? I it do. It took three months. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Three it, months. It's building management, right? It's their responsibility? No. It's not? No. Okay, well, then I've said enough. How wealthy Obviously, is... Obviously, it's a real challenge, and I just hope and pray that those dealing with the challenge are strong enough to overcome it. How wealthy go. is Tiger Woods? Insanely wealthy? Yes. Yeah, he was he was one of those. What was he making? A hundred million dollars a year oh, yeah. in, in endorsements and, and, and such or something there, crazy like that. There's a new Nike ad featuring uh, Tiger. Yeah, they, Nike never dumped him. No, they just kind of hibernated it for a while. Will right? Will he be able to keep his life together when his career does end, which is going to be soon? Yeah, I, I would guess yes, because he was down for a while, but he stayed busy with his foundation and. And his business interests, and he opened a restaurant. You don't think he'll be a slash... Michael Phelps where he just can't figure out what he wants to do with his life when he's not swimming all the time? Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, interestingly enough, Michael Phelps was standing right behind Tiger when he hit his tee shot on right. the 16th hole. Really? And he was uh, watching so intently. He figured out what he wanted to do with his life, be a spectator <laughs> in crowds. <laughs> I got that song, by the way. Oh, all, yeah. right. all right, hit it, Michael. This is good. It gets a little racy, right? Do you have the ability to pause it? Because I want to just so I don't remember the context of this. So th- I think this is from the Thanksgiving. His wife got a hold of the phone. This is, uh, yeah, and he'd called various girlfriends and said, Take your name off your phone. No, not understanding how cell phone like that doesn't. I was mystified do by that at the time. Yeah, she's not going to their phones and looking. Oh, <laughs> Tiger called you. Yeah, like no, that, that she's going off of your phone. Does he mean like just make it a stock message? You have reached. You know, five 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 one three one three. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I, I, I was actually <laughs> thinking that maybe 
Excuse me. So did he say take your name off the phone or my name off your, your. phone? Your. Oh, okay. That's the weird Because oh, I yeah. was thinking if it take my name off your phone, that way when my wife calls, you don't say, hey, Tiger, <laughs> <Right. laughs> which would be, you know, not a good look. Right. Um, which is a, a good plot, too, if uh-huh. you're cheating on your wife with multiple people. God, that sounds so stressful. I get stressed out listening to these things. Oh, I know. I, just, I don't know how people do it. I know. I don't know how guys do it, or women, but I don't know how you do it. It just seems, my life is so stressful without that. Yeah, I, know. I just don't know how you would do it and not have a heart attack. <laughs> Two, three, four. You gotta do this for me. Just to have it as a number. Your whole body's moving and your senses are more heightened. Everything seems to flow better. Again and again and again. I enjoy that. Was that singing? <laughs> I'm addicted. Can you take your name off your phone? My wife went through my phone and when the baby called, take your name off your phone. You gotta do this for me. Just have a nice number. Take your name. This is so good. It really is. It's a good song. Yeah, it's an earworm. It should have become a hit. I want to apologize to everybody. You'll be singing this the rest of the day. I've been singing it since we played it on the show. So here's some more of the messages. That's how it ends. Oh, it ends? Yeah. So so he's leaving. Yeah, well, you got to leave voicemails, I guess. You know what's a really interesting aspect of all this is that there are plenty of heroes of golf, even, I mean, never mind sports in general, but of golf, that had a girlfriend at every tour stop. Arnold Palmer, they say, the, the, the beloved, the king, they called him. Icon, just beloved until he passed away. Top endorser in the history of endorsements. That's right, yeah. He had a girl at every tour stop. And everybody knew it in the golf press, but that was back in the day when whether it was a president or a center fielder or the best golfer in the world, he just he wouldn't publish that. So does that make us a more moral society, or, or are we more puritanical or hypocritical? I don't. Well, we didn't know it, so we're not hypocrites. The press knew it, but the public didn't know it. I guess not. No. Um, but I don't. That says. I think it says more than one thing about society. We're we're definitely more puritanical in some ways, even as we're more pornographic as a society which is weird well yeah but okay i remember talking about this at the time with tiger woods that's fine but if you're um uh the the i don't need to judge him or arnold palmer or whoever else for having uh, mistresses or cheating on their wife or whatever but if you're gonna sell me stuff as you being a great family man and, and you're hugging your wife at the end of the tournaments and that's part of the whole story right well then that's a load of crap yeah and i don't like the load of crap right who ordered this load of crap? I didn't. There was uh, there was one more aspect of it I was going to mention. Oh, oh, you know, it's, it's funny. This is a, like a triple tangent, but I was reading Robbie Robertson's autobiography. Guitar, guitar player, uh, don't, songwriter for the band. Don't trust that man. Uh, first name, right. derivative of the last name. Right. That's a person who should not be trusted. Yeah. Right. right. Well, that's true. But he, as usual with autobiographies, the most interesting aspect to me, well, one of the most interesting aspects was describing the times that he grew up in. And he's, uh, I think he's solidly in his 70s at this point. Um, and and it was in Canada, Toronto area, but he, everybody was cheating on everybody. People who had been married for six months were cheating on each other like crazy. 
This is in the 50s. Really? And this is kind of working class, lower middle class Toronto. And I was thinking about that, why that was. And the best thing I could come up with was everybody, well, virtually everybody was getting married in their late teens or early 20s. It was obligatory. It was just what you did. And I was wondering, is that it? But, man, he was talking about the people running around and the married women he was having sex with as a, a teenage boy, and they were 22 really? and all. Yeah, it was something. The whole leave it to beaver thing was just, right. I mean, some people live like that, and good for you. I've, I've tried to live my life like that. Um, but it was a hell of an interesting perspective. Hmm. Um, I wonder and I, how common that was. Uh, I don't know. I think it was more common than you would imagine. And do you think it w- it had anything to do with obligatory young marriage, Marsh? I think, I think in part, yes. I yeah. really do. Because, uh, again, if you're going to be young, you're going to want to get together. And a lot of times, well, you do that and you're going to have a family. And boy, you better right. be married or, you know, back right. in the day. Well, was... right. So you're essentially getting married to your high school girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend or, right. or your first year of college uh, girlfriend. Which worked out fine in my case, but if it's obligatory, that's a little different. And then you turn out not to be compatible or whatever, or you knock somebody up and, right. and you end up married because you have to marry. Um, exactly. And, you know, and it's also the reality. You, you're saying you're getting married very, very young. Okay, so that may be your first really, really serious relationship, and you expect it to be wonderful. Okay, right. well, this this uh, fits in perfectly with now the podcast is going to be too long. But so there's a new book out about... Too long for what? You ever listen to Joe Rogan, four hours and 45 minutes? It's the internet. There's no time limit. Right. There's a new book out about Barbara Bush, uh-huh. George H.W. Bush's wife. Yeah. And he just died recently. And part of the funeral that we saw on TV was George W. Bush giving that great speech about how his mom would always say that George was the only man he ever kissed and how all dad wanted she to do ever kissed? She uh, ever kissed. Yeah. You're turning it gay here. <laughs> Which is... Whoa. Not that there's anything wrong with that. that. Wasn't my it really changes the story. Because I think it's interesting enough if you get the pronouns right. Yes. Um, George was the only boy she ever kissed, and how all they wanted to do was hold hands, even as, you know, 90-year-olds sitting on the couch and everything. And I thought, though, that's really awesome and nice and it was beautiful. special, and a lot of people have that, and a lot of people don't have that and whatever. Well, now a book came out recently talking about her diary, and I've heard, I haven't heard anybody push back on this or challenge it. It's pages from Barbara Bush's own diary from the 70s when she was contemplating killing herself because this ongoing affair that George Herbert Walker Bush was having with somebody for years. Wow. It was like one of his aides, and uh, I, I, I Google imaged it, and there's lots of pictures of Back when he had those aides. No. <laughs> um, uh, there's lots of pictures of... Uh, She's always in the picture, like, you know, various things that are going on. There they uh, are at Camp David. There they are here. There they are wherever. There's his trusty aide, Lenore. Yeah, his right. secretary or whatever. <laughs> it's a similar sort of thing that happened with Johnson and FDR. You know, those women were always around. Um, and so it would appear that, so I don't know what she, if she did anything, and maybe he was the only person she ever kissed, but he had at least that mistress. No reason to not think there were possibly more throughout yeah. their 60-year marriage? 70-year marriage? 70-year marriage. So does that do us any good to pretend that that exists? I don't know. I don't know where I am on this. I mean, because I thought that funeral, the whole thing was really nice. And did W believe that? Did W believe the story that they fell in love as teenagers and were together their whole lives and always in love and everything was magical? Did he believe that story? Does... 
Maybe, maybe, well, maybe he just thinks that's the totality of the thing. Or, or that's it. That, that, might be it. Right. that might be the right way to look at it. Right. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I, I just I'm not sure that uh, going with the fairy tale version is a benefit to anybody. On any end, whether you think that sort of thing never happens, I don't believe that, that that you don't have people fall in love and stay together forever and be happy. I don't believe that. But mm-hmm. I know that does happen. But. I mean, if it didn't happen in this case, is there any reason to pretend that it did? Or maybe it's a benefit to society to say, look, this marriage, they ended up at the end of their lives in love, glad they stayed together, went through rough periods and stuck it out. Yeah. Well, when you lay it out like that, I kind of like that, that that last one. But I don't mind having something to aspire to and maybe you sand the edges a little bit, but. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't always sand the edges. Care for <laughs> Nobody pretends that there weren't moments in the marriage where they hated each other. Right. I mean, that's just right. unrealistic. Right. I don't know if a, if a, I would say a life, but in this example, a relationship free of struggle is necessarily something that should be aspired to. Though I think through well, struggle, impossible. through struggle comes growth, and if. Hammering your secretary for five years is not struggle. I mean, <laughs> or whatever the whatever the hammering. You know, hammering. No, I hear you, Sean. Oh, Absolutely, boy. but there are yeah. some lines that are more yeah. liney lines than other lines. You know, but, but but the notion that the only sort of relationships that we should admire are the ones that don't have those those pitfalls in it seems seems troublesome, and it, it kind of shoves what I would imagine a more realistic vision of a relationship is kind of into the shadows. Right. And getting to your Robbie Robertson thing, if that's common, and I don't know that it is, that Mm -hmm. doesn't sound, that's not my view of that period of time. It could be a cold thing too. Mystery Alaska taught me that there's only two fun things to do when it's cold and that's play hockey and fornicate. And so maybe (laughs) it was just a, it was a weather thing. As an upper Midwesterner, I can attest to that. There's also bowling, but (laughs) I don't want to quibble. Alcohol, bowling, and fornicating. (laughs) Oh, the big three, huh? Well, I guess that's it. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.